Good morning and welcome to Morning Mixtape News. It is Friday, October 13th, and I'm your host, Sharanki Kalantarasa, reporting for Met Radio 1280 AM in Toronto. And here are our top stories from today. A woman from Ottawa is charged with sexual assault in residential schools. Toronto police increased patrols in Jewish communities and areas of gathering after war in the Middle East. Canadians traveling to Mexico for Lyme disease treatments are worrying health officials. And lastly, a 15-year-old boy is injured in a stabbing outside a Scarborough school. And then we will hear Samina with her segment, Turn the Page. So let's get into it. Three gross indecency charges were laid against a 97-year-old former nun with regard to sexual assaults at a residential school. The aged nun Francoise Seguin was a nun at the St. Anne's Residential School in Fort Albany between 1958 and 1968. Her name was one of those on a list that was collected on a probe to find the names of the residential school staff that are connected to sexual assaults. A survivor of St. Anne's, Emmy Korkmaz, told CBC News that she went on a trip to Expo 67 in Montreal with Seguin. Korkmaz said, quote, At the time, I knew nothing of the abuses that took place there, and I thought she was one of the good guys. Korkmaz also expressed that laying these charges may provide closure for the victims, but she also stated her doubtfulness in terms of Seguin actually being imprisoned due to her old age. Many survivors of the St. Anne School have shared their horror stories and the different ways they were treated in an ill manner, such as being forced to eat their own vomit when sick. For the second headline, Toronto police increased patrols in Jewish communities and areas of gathering after war in the Middle East Wednesday night. Toronto Police Service released a statement on Wednesday that they are receiving information from community leaders that the war in the Middle East is, quote, generating fear and insecurity in Toronto. Police are assuring citizens that there is no credible threat currently in the city, but have increased patrol in Jewish communities and areas of gathering in order to ensure their safety. According to City News, on Monday, a pro-Palestine rally took place at the Nathan Phillips Square in front of Toronto City Hall. That evening, people gathered at the Mel Lastman Square in North York to show their support for Israel and mourn the loss of those killed by Hamas. Moving on, Canadians traveling to Mexico for Lyme disease treatments are worrying health officials. 
many Canadians diagnosed with Lyme disease are traveling to Mexico to receive treatment. Many interventions such as stem cell therapy, hyperthermia, the induction of a fever meant to kill Lyme bacteria, and extended antibiotic use are used in the nation. In fact, due to the availability in various different treatment plans in Mexico for the disease, many Canadians are spending anywhere from $29,000 to $200,000 Canadian for the treatment. In fact, many of these patients, such as 56-year-old Marnie Freeman, told CBC News that they see some improvements and subsiding of their symptoms after receiving the treatment in Mexico. However, health experts are concerned over the extended use of antibiotics as the treatment in Mexico is extending the three-week recommended usage time of Canada by a lot. Dr. Lenora Sackenzer told CBC News that the treatments are very costly and ineffective and are, quote, quite far from what Canadian doctors are recommending. For the last headline, a 15-year-old boy is injured in a stabbing outside a Scarborough school on Thursday at around 1.30 p.m. The incident happened around David and Mary Thompson Collegiate Institute on Midland and Lawrence Avenue East, according to Toronto Police. According to Toronto Star, two suspects are in custody and the victim was rushed to hospital with what paramedics said were serious but not life-threatening injuries. That was it for the news, but let's take a look at the daily forecast for the rest of the week. Today, temperatures are at an average of 14 degrees, feeling like 9 degrees with partly cloudy weather. Tomorrow, on Saturday, we will have temperatures dropping by 2 degrees to 12 degrees, feeling like 8 degrees, with slight showers and a precipitation rate at 76%. And for next week, we will have temperatures staying at the average temperatures of this week, with more showers forecasted. Well, that was it for me today, and now I'll leave you with Samina Sultana with her segment, Turn the Page. Hello, listeners. Welcome to Turn the Page. My name is Samina. Each week, I'm going to make a book recommendation, and I hope it gets you turning the pages. Happy October. You know what that means, don't you? A special holiday that takes place during the season. It's Canadian Library Month. A time libraries and library partners across Canada raise awareness of the valuable roles libraries play in the lives of Canadians. This year's theme is Libraries for Life. More than just a place to find books, libraries promote cultural awareness, engage in the community, provide educational programs, support freedom of expression, and so much more. Where is your favorite library located? How important is location? Creatively, if you could choose a location, where would it be? Clara Button is no ordinary librarian. She was working above ground when the war started in London. 
The year is 1954, and Clara creates the country's only underground library built over the tracks of the Bethnal Green Tube, subway to us North Americans, station. What starts as a library continues to build a community with bunk beds, a nursery, a cafe, and a theater offering shelter, solace, and escape from the bombs underground. The title of the book is The Little Wartime Library. The author is Kate Thompson. She conducted research into the Bethnal Green secret underground wartime library, which offered access to books, entertainment, and culture to the people who were living underground. This included book clubs for adults and children. Kate is an investigative journalist who's also written over 20 books. The other librarian is Clara's best friend, Ruby Monroe, a glamorous young woman with a sharp tongue who is unafraid of anything. Their lives change when they encounter two young runaways. Clara is nursing her heart after the loss of her husband killed during the war. Ruby is struggling with the loss of her sister. The friendship between these two women is one of the highlights throughout this book. The chapters alternate between Clara and Ruby. With access to endless books, Ruby and Clara start a book club for the women in the shelter discussing progressive ideas for women, which allows agency in their own lives. This book is an ode to libraries and the importance of books as a means of learning, creating change, and escape. It is a lovely, heartbreaking, and bittersweet book. It also brings to light the unknown story about an underground library. I hope you enjoy it. If you find there's a book you want to read immediately, check with your local library and don't forget to check Overdrive for a digital copy. You can also check your local independent bookstore. Thank you for listening. Happy reading. It is Met Radio 1280 AM in Toronto. I'm Sharanki Kalain Thrasa. Thanks for listening.